Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. Did I do a good job? It was a little loud, but it's okay. Hi, everyone. We'll fix it. I'll fix it. (laughs) Good energy. I wanted to have energy there. I've been having energy problems. Not in, not my general. Well, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't think I really don't have energy. I just haven't been uh, using the energy I have. Does that make sense? Yes. You've not been dipping far enough into your energy pool. Mm-hmm. I'm wasting energy. That's fair. I'm burning daylight. There's been no daylight though. I hate the winter. It's getting better though. I know, but it's still not enough. Every day after December 21st, it gets a little bit better. I know. A little bit better now. <laughs> Let's bring on our guest. Okay. I liked that a lot. <laughs> Let's bring on our guest. Um, our guest today is a friend of the show, friend of Matt and I, um, comedian, improviser, all around great person, Sarah Tackett. Hi. Wow. That was... So generous. Thanks to call me both a comedian and an improviser. That's very generous. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I guess you. Uh, is there a dramatic improv? Yeah, of course. Dramatic there is. improv. I would be so in on that. Just like, yeah, I guess there is. There has to be. I feel like I saw um, DCM a few years ago. I saw Chris Gethard and Tammy Sager do like a really long set about a miscarriage, like a couple going through a miscarriage. It was like people cried, people laughed. It was perfect. Tell you what, wow. I was there. Were you? I was in that very And we did not know each crowd. other. Oh my God. I had just moved to New York. Yeah. Uh, was that two, two years ago? Three years, three years ago? Yeah, I think it was 2015. Three years ago. Wow. That does feel right. Yes, no, uh, that is correct. That I think about it. I must have been at that DCM, but I didn't see that show. It was a good one. I think that was when I was working um, at the Chelsea Theater. Like I, I had a shift that I worked there, and I think I was working there during that thing. That's like why I was there. But I was yeah. just standing there. I wasn't working at the time. I was just standing there watching. <laughs> a lot of working that event is standing and watching. Yeah. <laughs> and like cleaning. Yeah. Well, even when you're like, when you're at one of the major theaters, it's almost all like crowd control. <laughs> so you're just like, like when I worked at Chelsea, it was like, you can't stand here. That was like the thing I would repeat over and over. You can't stand here. <laughs> and then I would proceed to stand where I told them they couldn't stand. <laughs> so that's like, what's confusing to people where I just go, no, you can't stand there. But <laughs> I'm standing there. <laughs> they probably just thought you just really wanted the spot for yourself. Probably. Being a real jerk. Probably. I it's not like I wore like a uniform or anything. I just looked like some guys like you can't stand there. <laughs> and then I did, I did the same job this year. I was at the East village theater, RIP. Oh. Um, and breaking news this past week. Yes. And I was standing, my job was during the middle of the day. So it's bright and sunny out. I would have to stand in the very back where it's the darkest part of the theater. And, tell people they couldn't stand there. But as soon as you walk in that theater, you were like completely blind because you went from sunlight to pitch black. Mm -hmm. And I'd go like, you have to move. And people would be like, I can't see a thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'd, I'd, I'd usually let them stay for a few minutes. But then I go, now you got to go. You thought yeah. you got away with it by saying you couldn't see, but I know your eyes have adjusted by now. <laughs> that was my role at this past DCM as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you worked East Village, right? I did, yeah, yeah. the overnight shift. Oh. It was some of the most fun yeah. that I have had. I imagine being very fun, but being so exhausting. Yeah, I was definitely on another planet by it, by the time the night had ended. Yeah. What did you finish? Like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. stopped at Starbucks and got a breakfast sandwich, which <laughs> you should never eat a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks, but I, I do it when desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm not above a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks. They're they have their the time. And, yeah. <laughs> they have their time and they have their place. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. had one. It also really depends on which one you get. I have not gotten any of them. So. I know, but I'm just saying in <laughs> level of goodness of them. I don't think I ever would. I honestly don't. I'm not a uh, I'm not a huge breakfast sandwich person. I think they're fine, but they're not like my um they're not my main thing. I like bagels. I like bagel sandwiches for breakfast, which I don't know that they have those at Starbucks. Or if they do, they're not good bagels. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the fair statement. I think, yeah. If you guys are curious, when I get a breakfast sandwich at Starbucks, the only one I get is the, um, it's like a fancy na- fancier name, but it's the bacon, egg, and cheese on a, like a croissant roll. Okay. Yeah. I got a bacon, egg, and gouda right before this, and I mm-hmm. ate it on the train on the way here. Wow. Bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant, but it's not called the bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. No, it's like <laughs> smoked ham and aged cheddar. I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, I just don't remember mm-hmm. like the exact term. <laughs> uh, um, I don't like a lot of food from there because they just like microwave it. Isn't it all like pre-made? Yes. And they just yeah. like throw it in a microwave and they're like, here's your food. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's weird. Like I, I remember getting a cookie there once and thinking... They are in any way, shape, or form freshly baked, but they like opened it out of like one of those like yeah. packa- mm-hmm. like plastic packages and then threw it in the microwave. And I was like, well, I guess I will never be having one of these again. <laughs> um, um, at Starbucks, yeah. they have the lemon loaf, lemon pound cake that they have. It's delicious. But really, when I say it's delicious, I mean the icing is so good. It's like just like straight lemon with sugar in it. Did yes. you have the double smoked bacon, cheddar, and egg sandwich? Yes, that one. <laughs> Bacon smoked for six hours over hickory wood chips is stacked with a fluffy egg patty topped with a creamy <laughs> melted slice of sharp cheddar cheese on our signature croissant bun. Okay. It's, it's double smoked. No, it's double smoked delicious to fill you up. That's a mouthful of a slogan. A truly unnecessarily long description. Who knew that in the back of Starbucks, they were just double smoking bacon <laughs> <laughs> for six hours. <laughs> God, no wonder they treat their employees so well. I don't do anything for six hours except sleep. (laughs) I can't imagine. I'm sure they're not sitting there smoking it. (laughs) (laughs) They just have to like blow smoke on it. (laughs) That's how it works. Um, Uh. um, Sarah and I are both from Ohio. Yes, a very fun fact. (laughs) That wasn't a transition, (laughs) but I wanted to say it. It had to be said. It needs to be talked about. Yeah. Honestly, the people need to hear. We need. They need to know. That Emily and I are both from Ohio. Mm-hmm. I am personally from Dayton, Ohio. It's, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, it's about an hour north of Cincinnati and an hour west of Columbus. 
Where and um, Emily, can you give a similar comparison? Yeah. Please do um, tell. I'm from Lancaster, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes southeast from Columbus, and mm, I'd say two-ish hours from maybe a little less than two hours from Cincinnati. South or okay. north? No, north. So you're closer to Athens then, right? And like Ohio University? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have never been there, but it is closer. Um, Sarah was worried about talking too much about New York on this podcast. And here we are <laughs> giving relative map instructions to <laughs> places in Ohio. We do have a lot of Ohio listeners. Hello, sure. Ohio. Hi, Ohio. <laughs> we love you. Oh, we do hi. really, truly love oh. you. <laughs> um, um, we also both went to the... Ohio State University. That mm. is correct. We did. Um, and we both love Ohio. We do. Would wow. you move back? I, I think so. I also don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say with, maybe not within the next 10 years, but I would consider moving to like maybe Columbus and maybe Cincinnati in like 15 years. Like mm. when I'm 40. When I'm 40, I can move back to Ohio. Ohio's um, our number two state that listens to this podcast. Um, wow. I feel like if I moved back, I'd move back to Columbus. Yeah. But also my family is closer to Columbus. Like, I don't know why I would move to Cincinnati. Yeah. It's still far away. <laughs> We're going to become a player on the Reds? Um, I have always dreamed of <laughs> baseball. Um, my baseball passion becoming me being a player on the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> um, so maybe. I'm just saying that's all reason one would move to Cincinnati. <laughs> I could be a pinch runner. I can think of, I have a similar one reason I can think of moving to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> to be a to, Browns player? To play for the Browns, yeah. yeah. Um, to play for the Cleveland Spiders, or I think they might be called the Indians now, but they used to be called the Spiders. There's Is an Ohio baseball fact. baseball team? Are yeah. you talking about the baseball team? Yeah. <laughs> they used to be called the Spiders. The spiders. Um, um, see, I know Ohio, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday I'll have to go to Ohio possibly twice to once go see a game at the Reds stadium and to see one in Cleveland stadium. <laughs> you could do a road trip through Ohio, start in Cleveland, mm -hmm. see then, a game there, mm -hmm. drive to Columbus, see a Clippers game. Mm. <laughs> That's like, rude. Party at Ohio state. Party at Ohio state. Okay. I'm um, back on board. <laughs> go see my dogs. Yeah. Go see my mom and dad. I, I think my parents would be first and then you would stop by Emily's dogs yeah. just based on the previously discussed geography. Yeah. Depends on if I want to zigzag or not. Either way, like you're gonna back, have to yeah. do some zigzag tracking. Um, and then, and then what, what's the best subway line? How do I get to between all these places? Oh, the L, uh, the L train. Yeah, the L train. Yeah. Um, it's not shutting down anymore. And especially with the enhancements that they're bringing to the L train, I do believe it's gonna go straight from Cincinnati to Cleveland. So that might be the best. Interesting. That's a good idea. I wish I had a train system. Anyways, do you know? Do you know the only? The only there's only one train uh, route in the entire country that is profitable without government subsidies. Do you know what that route is? Amtrak. No, it's just it's a <laughs> segment of Amtrak, just a small little chunk. Amtrak Chicago to <laughs> Cleveland. Mm, good guess. It's New York to Washington D.C. It's the only. Why are taking that train? It's the only yeah, like self-sustaining train. That's why people take it, I guess. <laughs> They just know it's self-sustaining. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, should we do T-Dog? Yeah, we, got, we talked about Ohio, which is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hope that wasn't your topic. It, it wasn't, but it was on my list of options for my topic. Mm. Um, give me one second. 
Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Guys, we're drinking tea today. We are drinking tea. And the tea today is peanut butter cup herbal tea from David's Tea. Technically, I think it's a fruit infusion. Um, and it's also got chocolate in it. It's got chocolate in it. And I guess peanuts and peanut butter. Um, it, it The tea looks like big chunks and it smells like peanuts. It was hard to get it out of the little container. Um, I'm going to pass the tea to Sarah so she can examine it. Thank you. Give it a good close look. Let us know what you think. <laughs> um, this is part of our fall holiday sampler yes. thing that we've been teasing every once in a while. <laughs> you know, looking at this tea, I think it's a very attractive tea. It matches my sweater really perfectly, really which does. I did not realize until right now. Um, I chose this tea because I um, just really want a dessert at all times. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really here to like drink a nice tea ever, but I was like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, those are the best. I will I will have that. And I do feel like I see like some brown flakes in the tea that look like I mean, I don't know. I kind of thought about just eating one because it you looks like a little one. chocolate chip. Do it. Can you eat tea? Yeah. Well, you can eat if, if it's just a and piece also, of chocolate. And you can. I'm pretty sure it is just chocolate. <laughs> I ate I ate a weird silver ball once on the podcast because we didn't know what it was. <laughs> it mm. tasted fine. Yeah. It's a piece of dark chocolate. I think. Not it's milk chocolate? Say. It's just like, this is just like, a, you know, it's a thing that tastes good and I put it in, put it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> just to go over what's in this tea. Um, the writing is so small. Um, it, peanut butter cup. Fruit infusion. This decadent blend of almonds and chocolate tastes just like the real thing. So it doesn't have peanuts in it. They're almonds. Whoa. Mm. Almonds just taste more like peanuts than peanuts do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to blow anyone's mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It has one out of three circles on the caffeine meter. That's the I think that's from the chocolate. I do feel like I've mentioned this on this podcast upwards of three times, but it's like how apple juice is in like a lot of juices because it it can taste like any juice. So if you just want to like add more sweetness to a fruit punch you just add more apple juice to it <laughs> um or like a great like a lot of grape juices and stuff just have a bunch of apple juice also because apple just takes on the taste of whatever you're mashing it up with <laughs> that's really interesting and i didn't know that mm. would you like to see the tea i, I i'm okay I, I looked at a photo of it matt does not want to see the tea i took a photo on the of record it. <laughs> i never want to look at the tea <laughs> i prefer if emily just blindfolded me I mean, it's a podcast, right? So I um, should be blindfolded for the entirety of that's it. That's true. We should be treated just like the listeners, blindfolded. Um, we, I can start blindfolding you just like in Bird Box, um, which is a movie I have not seen, but have seen Sandra Bullock with the thing over her eyes. Yeah. Anytime you scroll through, uh, anytime you scroll through Netflix, you have to look at her photo of her being <laughs> blindfolded. My um, mom called me this week to tell me that I should not watch that movie. Um, because it is too scary. <laughs> Are you a little scaredy cat? Kind of, but like, it's weird. My mom hasn't policed what I've watched in years now. Will you not watch it because she told you not to? 
oh, now I'm going to watch it so much harder. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to eyes trained really on the it. screen. <laughs> Mom, I've got a new favorite movie. Uh, I know for a long time it's been The Land Before Time, but now it has become... <laughs> I tried to think of a movie you might like as a kid. <laughs> I actually do think The Land Before Time was too scary for me as a child. Oh, I was okay. I was a real scaredy cat growing up. Um, That's very funny that you were afraid of Land Before Time. Also, I loved Land Before Time. I can see that was scary. There was Dinosaurs. Like, yeah, yeah. They're but, scary. And Littlefoot lost his parents? Spoiler. I think that's okay. the first <laughs> rude. I think that's the first minute of one of the films. Um I, also could be making it up. I think uh you might be thinking of Bambi. No. Um <laughs> Spoiler. Uh yeah. Um that's just her mom. His, uh, his mom is mom has Bambi a boy or a girl? I don't know this. It must be a boy. I don't know. Bambi. I girl. I think I assumed boy. I think I also assumed boy. I think I also assumed boy. Wow, guys, the patriarchy is really working yeah. on us. Um, also, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to figure this out because I know normally we have a rule about looking things up on Wikipedia, but I feel like I need to know whether whether uh, Bambi is a boy or a girl right this moment. I will say, um, I know. I feel like I have seen all of Bambi consecutively, but I have no memory of it and only remember seeing pieces of it. Uh, Bambi is... is a boy. Oh, thank goodness. The great thank prince goodness. of the forest and his unnamed mother. That's Those are the... Those are the I think that might be the characters in the book or something. <laughs> it, says, it says the main characters are Bambi, a mule deer. Oh, no, okay. The main characters are Bambi, a mule deer, his parents, the great prince of the forest, and his unnamed mother. So it does have both his parents. The great prince of the forest yeah. is his dad. Of and course, the other one. Of course, the male character gets to be the great prince of the forest. And the mom is just like, mm, some lady. I will say that neither of them get their own Wikipedia articles where Thumper does get good. Uh, yes. Their own. Flower does not. The, the skunk does not get its own wikipedia page that's rude maybe she should have smelled less bad i don't know yeah yeah it comes through on wikipedia <laughs> um i can't believe thumper gets why would you give all the characters or or just i mean i guess bambi deserves his own now i feel comfortable calling him a boy <laughs> um uh. hmm. the movie costs eight hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars to make it has made 267 million dollars eight hundred thousand to 260 million pretty good return on that yeah they did a good job uh anyways all the land before time movies are on hbo go right now i should go watch those watch yeah one. too bad um, it's spoiled for me now <laughs> i truly don't remember what happened i do think that happens in the first one in the first minute um i don't feel bad about it also i don't feel bad about it and also realistically i think i might have also made it up so uh, how are we feeling with this tea, you guys? Um, <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, oh, it tastes like hot chocolate. That's all I taste. Is it supposed to be yeah. hot chocolate or is it supposed to be peanut butter cup? It, it, it's... There was a hot chocolate one in there too, isn't there? Like a different uh, flavor? Yes. This It says peanut butter cup. I taste It tastes like hot chocolate to me. See, I don't get mm. much chocolate. It tastes like Swiss Miss hot chocolate to me like powdered milk chocolate Ooh, i get or jo- that uh, hot chocolate if it's like extremely watered down swiss miss that's what this is yes this is this is if you made it with twice as much water as you're supposed to yeah <laughs> um i or, don't dislike it 
No, I, I'm, I'm, I like it actually. I am enjoying this. I'm starting to get more chocolate. I feel like there's not. I don't personally taste the peanut butter aspect of it at all. Yeah, I don't really get a lot of the peanut butter. Although when you smell it, I think. So then what do you taste? If you didn't taste the chocolate and you don't well, taste. I'm, I'm tasting something, but I can't quite identify it. Um, I think you can smell the like peanut almondy part. I now want that tea. I want the tea to smell now. <laughs> I'm still not going to look at it, um, but I'm going to smell it. Okay, close my eyes. If you, you, you look at it. My eyes are closed. Are my eyes closed or are they not? They're closed. They're closed. Confirmed. They are closed. <laughs> that sound though. Oh, it smells like a peanut butter cup though. Yeah, the smell of the peanut butter comes through, but the taste does not. Yeah, this is a good... I like our review so far of this. Um, I have had many David's tea in my life. Um, I have a problem. I love to buy tea. There you go. It's I an addiction it. and I don't want to talk about it. Um, but a lot of times they put chocolate in their tea. Um, and I generally like it. And I would say I do like this. Can I see that? Can I see that box? I don't want to wow. look. I, I still don't want to look at the teas. I want to see what the, I want to. There's a hot chocolate one in here too, isn't there? Like yes, something? like there's like a s'mores chai or something. S'mores chai, English toffee, peanut butter cup, um, creme brulee. It should be on the top row. Okay, I started at the bottom. That was my problem. S'mores chai. Uh, attempting pura bursting with toasted marshmallow graham cracker and chocolate. See this. This isn't. This doesn't taste like graham cracker or marshmallow to me. But I feel like th- they're probably pretty similar. There's little marsh. Oh, there's marshmallows in that tea. We'll get to that someday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to talk about that too soon. Um. So, Sarah, before we get into more discussion about this tea, but could you share with the listeners your relationship with tea? All right, folks, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I Quick. I do not drink tea. I am maybe once every couple years. This is probably, this is the first time I've had tea in probably two to three years and is also probably the last time I'm going to have it for another two years. And it's not because I dislike tea. It's just that I am a person who requires immense amounts of like just caffeine and any any chemical that gives me energy, I will put in my body. Um <laughs> so I feel like tea for me is like a bedtime thing. Yeah. Or like an I'm very sick thing. Um, and you haven't been sick in two years? Actually, I've had very good health for the past two <laughs> years. I, I'm currently getting over a cold, which I'm sure you can probably hear on the podcast. Um, but this is the first cold I've had in a really long time. Mm. And even then, I think I still prefer coffee. Um I like the little high I get from a coffee. I had a quad latte from Starbucks on my way here. Is that four shots? Yes. And I feel nothing after having <laughs> four shots of espresso. I feel like I'm a surviving human, but mm-hmm. I don't feel particularly energized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have like two of those a day. Two four shot things a day. Yeah, mm. and I sleep perfectly at night. <laughs> um, perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> I wish I could sleep perfectly ever. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've ever described a night of sleep as perfect. I mean, yeah, I still wake up a lot. I, yeah. I definitely wake up to go to the bathroom like at least once, if not twice. That is a thing that has just started in the past year or two for me, and mm. it's really annoying. 
I don't care for it. I will say there is no greater annoyance in my life than waking up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I have to pee. Yeah. I will be like, no, I'm just not going to until I'm finally like, okay, I have to. I have to. <laughs> I think the best, if we're talking best sleep, like the happiest I ever sleep is if I, if I don't have anything to do and I nap for an hour in the middle of a day, that's like the best sleep. Because I don't have to worry about having, like, it's a nap, so you don't have to commit. You just commit as long as you want. No. Oh. You don't have to sleep for eight hours. You can just sleep for one or maybe two, and you get under a blanket. That's my favorite sleep. I will commit to sleeping for, like, 12 hours. I love it. Um, my problem with naps is that I want them to be, I'll be like, it's an hour, and then my alarm will go off, and I'll be like, but I want, wanted it to be longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, like that's a why long nap. I like a nap that you'd have no, you don't need an end point. Like you don't have no. another thing to do or are you, you going out that night? Oh, that's such a good nap when you're like, it's like a pre going out nap. Yeah. The so pre-game. then you can stay out later. You're not tired. You feel like a million bucks cause you took that nap. Oh, I'm old... just thinking about it. I want to take a nap right now. <laughs> an old people's pregame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been napping for well, well before I was old, I was napping. <laughs> I love naps. Naps also things that children do. <laughs> the youngest of all people. <laughs> um, back to the tea, mm-hmm. real quick. S- Sarah, you put milk in your tea. Are you happy with that choice? Or I am. I've never done that before. I think it almost made it a little too light. Like I want to have a second glass with no. Mm-hmm. We got more milk. tea here. I'm I'm almost done with this, so I am going to refill. Um, yeah, it's an okay choice. <laughs> I feel like tea is like the Lacroix of drinks, where it's like <laughs> hints of the actual flavor. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's it's an interesting thing to me, and I think the reason I have such a complicated relationship with tea is because it's like if I want an apple juice, but instead I get a, a like an apple flavored Lacroix. I don't know if that exists, but that's sometimes if I have a real hankering for like a hot chocolate, mm-hmm. and I drank this tea instead, that's the same comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yeah. I mean. I like soda, but sometimes I just have a LaCroix because I know it's just water instead of a bunch of sugar and stuff like soda is. I Yeah, I actually kind of feel that way with this tea compared to like the latte I had on my way here is it is like, do I need another quad latte today? No, but it's nice to have something warm and flavored yes. on a winter day. That is, um, I mean, I love tea all the time and I, I drink black tea, which is more caffeinated generally, but there are times when like... I just want something warm and coffee's too like heavy is not the right word. Maybe, maybe acidic, but that's also not really, it's more of a, a non-production. I don't know. It's just different. And if I want to feel comforted, I drink tea and I want to feel comforted all the time. Yes. It is a a really comforting drink. Mm -hmm. I'm a tea head. I don't drink any coffee. All tea. All tea all the time. Wait, did I hear on one of your TBD episodes that you've never had a cup of coffee? That is correct. I've never had a cup of coffee. That, when I heard that, I literally said out loud, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, um, yeah, I've, I've had like sips here and there, um, usually on accident or if, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll try that. I'll have one sip of that thing you're having. <laughs> 
Uh, and sometimes they're not bad. Like some like latte stuff isn't bad because it's all milky and sugary and stuff. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just never, I never really needed it. Like I like energy. Like I, like I said earlier, <laughs> I'm not tapping into my full energy potential. Um, but that does not seem to require coffee in my life. My energy is listening to music. Is that the weirdest thing? <laughs> when I need to like hype myself up, I just like put on some music and I get all excited. You sound like my very like hippy dippy college roommate. Mm. <laughs> he was like, the world is my energy. <laughs> Sounds like a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's okay. Uh, um, will she listen to this podcast? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> uh, real quick. Um, where did you live on campus? Oh, um, Baker West. Baker West. And did you live on d- the dorm all the time? Um, no, I lived in the dorm for my first two years. I was in the art scholars program mm-hmm. and Baker West was the art scholars dorm. And then I moved off campus to South Campus. I was on um, Summit between 12th Avenue and Chittenden. Okay, I know what that is. <laughs> That's Wait, where were you again? Um, oh you were in North Campus. I remember we've talked about this because I was like, I don't know what streets you're um, talking about. I so I lived in Mac when I lived in the dorm first two years, mm-hmm. and I was actually South Campus, hey, but uh, a different part Sarah, of South. Sarah, you want campus. me to pour you tea while you guys are talking? Oh, about this? thank you so much. Um, <laughs> he's uninterested, um, so he's like, now's the time. It was a different part of South Campus. It was over by the hospital. Um, it was on Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh yeah, I yeah. used to and like Neil. Like one street below Neil. Wasn't there a house there called the Airplane Room or something? Around your time, because you're a few years older than me. Um, not that I know of. Um, I don't know of any airplane rooms. I feel like that's what it's called. And they used to have like little mini concerts in the house, like house shows. It was really fun. Um, I felt very like hip <laughs> going to those. <laughs> um, I've never described myself as hip, so... I can't imagine me going to the. Um, uh, can you guys all take a sip of your your newly poured tea and and uh, let me know if it tastes any different than the first? Well, you didn't do milk, but how you how you feeling on that, Sarah? How you I feeling? really like it. I, I'm really glad that I went with a chocolatey choice and not a fruity choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it might be a little bit stronger, but I also don't know because it's also hotter. I think it's a little. So. I think it's a little peanut butterier. That's like mm-hmm. when I was when I was pouring. Um, another gl- uh, cup for Sarah. I sort of got a more of a whiff of it, and it was coming out a slightly different shade of the mm-hmm. color. So, um, we this tea because it's an herbal tea for the listener. We've uh, it's just steeping longer because there's no real end time to steeping an herbal tea as much as there is like if you oversteep to Sarah a black tea or a green tea or something, it might get more bitter. But herbal teas, not so much. Yeah, you're just unlocking more of that herbalness. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Do you think it's time? I think it's time. I'm... Emily. <laughs> Matt. Uh, do you find this tea, the peanut butter, peanut butter cup? Was that yeah, I called? think it's just peanut butter cup. Peanut butter cup tea by David's Tea. Do you find this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you for asking that question. Um, yeah, it's my cup of tea. Cool. Sarah. <laughs> Do you find this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? This is my cup of tea. Yay! Uh, two for two. Hey, Matt. Yes. Would you describe this peanut butter cup by David's Tea from their fall collection as your cup of tea? 
or not your cup of tea? Hmm. Um, I think it tastes fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I don't know if I would ever have it again. <laughs> um, well, if I had, if if it wasn't your tea, I would finish it because I don't throw tea away. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad it's just going home with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You can say it's not your cup it's of tea. Such a kind way to say it's not his cup of tea. Know. You could just know. say it. I, you know, I, I think just because I so rarely say it's not my cup of tea, I'm going to make this not my cup of tea. <laughs> wow. I think that's the first time ever. No. There's, that, there's no. A... There's been other ones, but the first time ever that I have said it's my cup of tea. Okay. And you have said it's not your cup of tea. It's our first non-zero <laughs> where I... Gave it a non yeah. uh, I gave it not my cup of tea. Yeah. It's fine. It's like whatever, but it's not really my cup of tea. <laughs> um Wow. As he sips with eyebrows raised. I'll drink I'll drink the rest of it. I if like I ordered this at a restaurant, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like mad that I got this, but I'd be like, eh. Would have preferred if I had another tea. Which happens from time to time. As as tea drinkers, we drink a lot of weird teas. That's and true. Sometimes you drink a tea, you're like, ah, not really my thing. <laughs> You guys are so brave. Thank you. Yeah, I'd like we're, to... we're doing the work so other people don't have to. Oh, thank you. This no. is our forty-fifth tea that we've had on the podcast. So, and we have not. Re- well, we've repeated them into like make iced teas of them, but oh, it's slightly different. Yeah, this but we've is not epi- like episode forty-six, tea forty-five, because that yeah. one episode we had iced tea on. <laughs> okay, you guys should do a a power ranking. We. Intend to. I don't know how far of the power ranking will go because there are a lot of teas and <laughs> I might have forgotten what some of them are, which I think is in and of itself good data. Yeah, definitely. We have a list of teas on our website if you ever have to go back. But uh, we're, uh, we have an anniversary episode coming. And a small teaser for that is we're going to talk about some of our favorite teas that we had over the year. <laughs> That's only a month and a half away. <laughs> so I guess we don't have to talk about that right now. Uh, cool. Tea talk done. Or is it complete? Tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Cool. Sarah. Sarah. Matt. Emily. Everything else that we have talked about was not important. I can assure you. Um, because now it's the most important part. Sarah, welcome to the podcasting stage. And would you share with us the topic that you brought with you today? So the topic I brought with me today <laughs> is diabetes. Diabetes. Wow. Yes. So I believe you both know this, but for the listeners at home, I have type 1 diabetes. Um, I've had it for five years now. Um, I can uh, explain what it is. It's very different from type 2 diabetes. Um, with diabetes, there's like millions of people have it. Um but only 5% of people with diabetes have type 1. Um, it's often diagnosed in people under the age of 18. Um, not always, but usually. It's a, it's formerly known as juvenile diabetes. So, um, yeah. Dawn and the Babysitter's <laughs> like, Club had it. Yes, she did. Yes. She did. Oh. And I babysit now um, a 6-year-old who has type 1 diabetes because her parents want to leave her with someone who also has diabetes and can like take care of her. Um, she's the cutest and I would literally die for her, but um, <laughs> she always likes me to read her the babysitter's club before we go to bed. Mm. It's very cute. 
That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't remember much. I mean, I loved the Babysitter's Club, but I do remember that there was a a book where she was trying to impress a boy, so she didn't want to eat when she was with him, and then it caused her to have problems. I don't remember what book it was. like her diabetes had problems? Yeah. I thought you meant like... (laughs) No, she she was like... starving herself. I'm like, yes, me when I was 14. (laughs) No. Um, But... Surprisingly deep topics for Babysitter's Club. (laughs) I I don't... That's literally all I remember about it. Interesting. Yeah. That is a huge thing that people think about with diabetes that... um, Like, I get that a lot of like, are you sure you can eat this? Or don't you have to eat at this certain time? Like, oh, we'll eat whenever you need to because you're on a schedule. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually really not on a schedule. I can kind of eat whenever. <laughs> um, I feel like some people are more sensitive to like the – the because your body just goes through cycles every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are like, if I don't have breakfast by like 10 a.m., my blood sugar crashes because you can control how much insulin you're getting at any hour of the day. Um, with insulin pumps um, but it's just, that happens to some people but that has never really been my thing I kind of eat whenever I want and whatever I want mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever and whenever <laughs> whatever whenever most, I just, people, most people can't do that <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. um, so for the podcast I think I have heard this story but could you backtrack and tell us how you were diagnosed yeah so Um, I was studying vocal performance at Ohio State. I was a voice major. Um, You went to Ohio State? I did. I Mm. went to Ohio State. Mm. Breaking news. (laughs) The Ohio State (laughs) University. The Ohio State University. Um, And I was studying music, and it was my second semester of my sophomore year that I just was, like, sleeping 18 hours a day suddenly and, like, would randomly throw up on myself in class. I was, like drinking about like 30 bottles of water a day um and like just going to the bathroom literally every 20 minutes i did not sleep because i was getting up to go to the bathroom like every 20 minutes towards the very end mm-hmm. um and no one really knew what was wrong with me like i had i would go to the doctor like every couple of weeks and just be like i don't know what's wrong i think i have like a stomach bug or i don't know who knows and they kept putting me on like different medications. Speaking of diabetes, my pump is going off right now. My blood sugar's high. Oh, it's really high. Okay. Sorry, I'm gonna give myself some insulin right now. This is a good this is good though. This is <laughs> live action diabetes happening. Um yeah, my blood sugar is like skyrocketing right now. Probably because I ate a cliff bar right before I came here. <laughs> what kind of cliff bar? White macadamia nut. Wow. I am never gonna eat another type of cliff bar. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm get, almost done. A, Don't worry. I have I'm... assorted Cliff Bars in my cabinet. <laughs> That's my, like, if I forgot to eat dinner and or lunch, like, and I have to go somewhere, I'm like, Cliff Bar time. Uh, I love a Cliff Bar. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Bar, if you're looking for podcast to sponsor, <laughs> would happily do it. Just send me a box of Cliff Bars. <laughs> Uh, I like the peanut butter ones personally. Um, ooh, I don't dislike those. Uh, they are they are really good for treating low blood sugars because um, they just are full of sugar. Mm. <laughs> so if you need to get your blood sugar up real quick, they're good to eat. 
that's how you can climb up a cliff. Yeah. So I assume. Actually, I think they're named for some guy named Cliff. It's like I, yeah. if you read the package, because like the picture is a guy climbing a cliff on it, right, or something like that. Yeah. Or like the picture of a, of a whatever, and then you find out it's like, you know, Cliff Jacobson. I'm making up that last name. Uh, Cliff Jacobson decided to put a bunch of granola in a thing or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to say I don't know if I'm confusing Cliff Bar with another like uh, granola style thing or whatever but i feel like it says like um cliff like so-and-so's father used to make this thing and then like like the kids like went and made it a like produced it yes. as, a, as a bar i think that's right <laughs> and it's like oh it's not even your invention <laughs> <sighs> i once had a cliff bar that was carrot cake and i took one bite and it was the grossest thing oh. i've ever put in my mouth and i spit it out and threw it away <laughs> i saw that yesterday in um a, in a bodega and i Almost took a photo of it to post to my Instagram story just because I was like, isn't this a bad thing we've made? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it yeah. was a bad thing we made. Do you guys like carrot cake? I no. like I'll eat carrot cake. Yeah, I would never choose to eat carrot cake. As mentioned, I just want desserts at all times. And yeah. I don't count carrots as, as dessert. Uh, Emily, what's your feeling on this? You would eat it or you, yeah. don't, you don't? I would eat it. It's not my favorite. Uh-huh. I have made carrot cake cookies that were really good but i hate raisins and so if i make carrot cake like if i'm making it i'll just leave that part out because i don't like raisins interesting mm. uh carrot cake's my favorite kind of cake i just don't it's like disgusting. raisins it's really, it's, i like the raisins too um it's, a, it's like cream cheese frosting it's like the best frosting before red velvet came around and stole the thunder away from carrot cake carrot cake had the best frosting <laughs> i would agree that ca- uh, cream cheese frosting is the best frosting mm. um disagree over there from um, Sarah? No incredibly hard opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I would like just regular icing a whole lot. I don't like regular icing. I, like I take it real, off my cake. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't really like the cake part as much, so we should share we cake. Should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should. Let's go out for cake, and yeah. I'll eat a whole, I'll eat all of my slice. <laughs> but Emily guys... and I can split two. Yeah. <laughs> I get double the icing, she gets double the cake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that plan. <laughs> That's a pretty good bakery up the street from here. Um, anyway. <laughs> so as I was um, vomiting on myself in my music theory <laughs> class, <laughs> I did fail out of music school. Um, I remember my teacher, she loved me. And I was actually doing really well in music school up until that point. Um, and my teacher said, she was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're just not performing anymore. She was like, I know you're working really hard. And you're, you're, you are one of the hardest working students I've ever had, but it's just not, you're just not cutting it. And I was like, okay. So she told me either I had to quit or I would fail. Um, so I, I did technically quit. Um, (laughs) but after my like final jury, these teachers, like they gave me my grading sheets and like, I actually got enough B's to technically pass. Um, but the one teacher wrote like, B minus, but you also had to circle pass or fail. She circled fail and wrote, I'm sorry, Sarah, I cannot pass you at this time. And that was the like the vote that pushed me over the edge to being um, failing out. So that was early May of 2013. And then a few weeks later, the boy I was dating at the time, his mom had type 1 diabetes And I went over to his house for his birthday party and his mom noticed how much water I was drinking. And she was like, I, I'm going to check your blood sugar. I think you have diabetes. And she (laughs) did. And sure enough, like on her couch, she diagnosed me right there. And she was like, honey, I'm so sorry. Like I have really 
terrible news for you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I get a margarita now, please? <laughs> like, yeah, we know. Like I, I Googled, I saw on WebMD that I have diabetes. Like I really don't. It's fine. I'm, I've been dealing with this for like six months now. It's fine. Can I have a drink? <laughs> and she was like, no, you have to go to the hospital literally right this moment. You like, you could die. Um, and I did have a moment the night before where like, I had been so thirsty, but I didn't realize that drinking Mountain Dew had been making me feel worse. <laughs> and I worked at an ice cream store that like we would sell Mountain Dew and all I was doing was craving Mountain Dew so hard. So I just was chugging it and like it got to the point where I like couldn't hold my head up. My coworker and best friend at the time, she like sent me home. She was like, I don't want you here anymore. You have to go home. And my mom was like, so worried because I was clearly pretty much comatose. Um, I love the phrase. I didn't realize drinking Mountain Dew was making things worse <laughs> because drinking Mountain Dew is always making things worse. It's um, definitely never making anything better. I'm going to remember that for the promo of this episode. I, I need to ask what ice cream store you worked at. I worked at oh Graders. <laughs> it's important. Cincinnati, very famous Cincinnati um, ice cream store, Graders. Thank you. I loved it. It's, it was the best job. Um, so, yeah. did you go to the hospital right then? I did. I went to the hospital. I got to ride in an ambulance. That was an extremely Woo. expensive car ride. <laughs> um, I've been in an ambulance before. It is, it is quite a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. I was, like, joking around with my EMTs. Um, they were like, you're way too chill for someone who just got diagnosed with, like, a life-threatening illness. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, well, when can I go back to this party? That's my main concern is at what point do I get to have a margarita that came from a bag? The, um, the best <laughs> kind of margarita. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I spent three days in the hospital then, and I was never upset about getting diabetes. Like, I still, like, you just, you can't be sad about having it. Yeah. It's exhausting because you're going to have it forever. So yeah. if you just, like, feel sad every day, then you, that's not living your life. That's true. <laughs> you can't be like that. You have to just, like, not, I don't want to say, like, get over it, but you have to just, like, recognize, like, okay, this is part of my life now. Mm -hmm. And I need to do whatever I can to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Very true. So I guess from pre-diagnosis to post-diagnosis, what was the biggest change you had to make in your life? Um, so once you are diagnosed, you have to take insulin either by a shot or wear an insulin pump every single like time you eat or um, anytime your blood sugar just happens to be high for no reason, you always have to take a shot. So I got on an insulin pump and I also wear a monitor a continuous glucose monitor so that tracks my blood sugar at all times um so i can always see what my number is and then make choices off of that with my pump um that that's definitely like the biggest lifestyle change i still eat everything that i did before um it's just like having this device on your body mm -hmm. 24 hours a day um, how much mountain dew do you drink now absolutely none <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, because it will ruin my day. If I had a Mountain Dew right now, I would be, like, I would take insulin for it, and, like, that's, it's fine. Like, if I really was craving a Mountain Dew, I would let myself have it, but I just know that, like, it's going to spike my blood sugar for, like, at least two hours, and I'm probably going to feel just, like, tired and, like, 
drowsy. Because mm-hmm. when my blood sugar is high, I get like super out of it and just like not present and very like spacey. Mm. Like I'm trying really hard to not let myself get there right now mm-hmm. because my blood sugar is really high right now. Um, I'm sorry that you can't have Mountain Dew anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I always say like if I wanted to have a full sheet cake, I can and I will eat a full sheet cake. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to get you a full sheet cake right now. Because it's like I can just take insulin for it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I might not feel great. But if I really want that sheet cake, I'm going to have a sheet cake. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have that sheet cake. <laughs> you live your life. You got to have those flowers on the edges that yes. they make. Like, Maybe even get your face printed on a picture and put it on top of that yes. sheet cake. And that is probably the icing that I like the most. Yeah. <laughs> My least favorite icing. <laughs> um, Interesting. What if there was no a Mountain Dew fl- ice, icing? <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. I'm yeah. certain you could make it, although I'm certain you shouldn't. I'm trying to. No, no, no. Get at me, PepsiCo, if you think it's a good idea. <laughs> I'm calling the rights on that one. <laughs> I'm saying it's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm saying, the, well, yeah, but pe- Mountain Dew is a bad idea, and plenty of people are drinking it. <laughs> um, it's like um, one of those things where, like, the um, opinions and views expressed by the hosts of this podcast do not reflect the opinion and views of TPT Podcast. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't drink very much Mountain Dew, but I'm I'm getting ideas here. <laughs> um. Okay. So you discussing your pump made me realize I really don't know. Yeah, I am happy to answer literally any questions um, because I feel like this is something that in like, I don't know, listeners, Matt and Emily and I hang out decently often. Mm-hmm. We see each other at parties, but I think I'm pretty like covert about taking care of my diabetes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just like quietly give myself insulin or like, I don't know, I don't have to talk about it you that are, much. You are like, we're not just like out at a bar and you're like, hey, everyone, hold up the conversation. <laughs> Checking my insulin. <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, you know, checking your, if you had any text messages or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> you were like, yeah. I totally, on New Year's Eve, I went to a party and um, was talking to a girl I'd never met before. Um, and my blood sugar was like really dangerously low. And I just like told her like mid-conversation. We were like talking about, I don't know, comedy or something. And I was just like, yeah, my blood sugar is like 40. So I'm sorry. I got to go eat a cookie. I'm not okay right now. This is, it's pretty dangerous. I'm just going to walk away. It's nothing against you. I'm just literally about to die. <laughs> it's like you're um, like how a lot of people smoke cigarettes and that's like how they get out of conversations. They're like, I have to go smoke yeah. a cigarette. Diabetes <laughs> like, is your cigarette. <laughs> literally moments from dying. Um, and that's yeah. when my blood sugar is low. Like, I'm never going to just like drop dead because my blood sugar is high. Well, at least probably not diabetes community that might be listening to this because people, the diabetes community, we really want to like, it's all about learning as much as you can and like learning tips and tricks from other people. So it's possible people might search type one diabetes on podcasts and (laughs) find this episode. Um, I hope that they do. And if they come for me in the comments, I don't care. Okay. (laughs) This is my experience. All right. People do have to, this is also... This is going to get labeled as a comedy podcast. Yeah. So, so feel free to come for me. Chill the hell out. Um, and I forget what I was about to answer. Um, I hadn't asked the question. Oh, cause... that I'm probably never going to drop dead from a high oh, blood yes. sugar. I can drop dead from a low blood sugar. So it is really urgent. Um, and I have passed out before and like had a seizure. So it is 
Um, it's it's definitely urgent and something that I'm like, if my blood sugar is low, like I'm dropping whatever I'm doing to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was your question? Especially getting out um, of a conversation about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're talking about improv. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about game anymore. So I'm going to go <laughs> eat a cookie. <laughs> and you don't deserve any more of an explanation. For <laughs> um, what was my question? Oh, your explanation of like how you use the pump and stuff made me realize I really don't know what is happening in diabetes like what is diabetes doing like what is happening inside your body i guess yeah so the way you get type 1 diabetes everything i'm saying applies to only type 1 diabetes i don't know a ton about type 2 diabetes but it is an extremely different disease um but so with type 1 your immune system is basically attacking the beta cells in your pancreas which produce insulin So, like, you guys, when you eat food, your system senses that you have eaten food and your pancreas releases insulin to, like, use that food, the sugar in that food as energy. Whereas my immune system attacked my pancreas and killed off all these insulin-producing cells. So now I cannot produce my own insulin and I cannot control – like, I can't turn it on and I can't turn it off. So – I have to either take a shot or get it infused under my skin through a pump, which is um, obviously what I've chosen to do um, in order to get that. But because, so when you guys eat something, after your insulin has taken care of your food as energy, the insulin, your cells know to stop producing insulin and can shut themselves off and you go back to normal and you just level out. Whereas after I take my insulin, I can't like turn it off Mm -hmm. when I'm done processing my food. So if I take even the slightest amount of insulin too much, um, that can be fatal. Like that is, it's, it's seriously, it's like one drop is the difference between like life or death. That's crazy. It is honestly, it is crazy when I talk about it like that. And when I like verbalize that of, like how little insulin can truly be like so it just makes such a difference in Mm -hmm. how you feel and yeah it's very dangerous insulin is in fact the um i believe the deadliest prescription drug i think i don't know something Mm. like that i work in diabetes research but i'm not you know (laughs) don't quote me on that you don't need to scare facts (laughs) right (laughs) um how do um so, uh, the fact that you have type one diabetes, is that a genetic thing or is it just a random occurrence or, um, so we're not entirely sure what causes diabetes right now. Um, this is a huge thing that the organization I work for that we're looking into to try to create a vaccine, but it is, there is definitely a genetic component. Um, but there are also environmental factors that we don't know yet. There's a lot of theories about what can cause it. Um, the anti-vaxxers of the world will tell you that vaccines caused it, mm. but I would rather have type 1 diabetes than polio. So I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, thank polio, you. measles, smallpox. <laughs> yeah, I would rather have diabetes than measles. So I, That's my whatever. biggest problem with anti-vaxxers. I'm like, you could have that or you could die from measles. Yeah. Like, also, and also there's not... <laughs> And they're wrong. Yeah, also. <laughs> they're wrong also, they're wrong. but. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but we'd really like to find a vaccine for type one diabetes. That would be really cool. And I don't know, there's a lot of argument about when is the cure coming for type one diabetes? Like we need a cure. And I full heartedly agree. Um, a cure would be amazing, but I heard something recently that I really, that really kind of struck me. And it was that we've never, ever, ever cured an autoimmune disease. An autoimmune disease has never been cured. Mm -hmm. And like even polio, we just found a vaccine for, but polio was never actually cured. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So many people get angry at having diabetes and they're like, I demand a cure. But it's like, it's so impossible to do that because we don't know what causes it. Yeah. We're getting closer. It's definitely coming, but it's really difficult. Um, this is maybe going to, I'm just going to make you sound as uneducated as possible, but no, it's okay. can you, is there like an instance of like a, tr a pancreas transplant that like fixes this or is that? <laughs> um, yeah. Some people definitely do that. Um, the problem is, is you have to be on like immunosuppressant drugs after that because no matter what pancreas you put inside of me, my immune system is going to try to kill it. Mm. Mm. Um, it just kind of so. like resets. Yeah. It's like, oh, more cells to kill. Great. And like yeah. just goes after I'm it. Hungry. Yeah. Hungry. <laughs> I haven't had any of these in a few years. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, people do it, but you have to be like already on immunosuppressants and like that tends to cause people to be like sickly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a good life. Yeah. yeah. And you'd have to be on them forever afterwards. Probably. I'm not entirely sure. Don't come for me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, we'll be mad. Yeah. <laughs> be um, funny if this is our first controversial episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I do want to say that one time I introduced you to another one of my friends I by know. saying, you're the people I know that have diabetes. <laughs> and I saw him last yeah. night at your party. Yeah. And um, my boyfriend texted me before I got there. He was like, I think there's another T1D here. <laughs> and I was like, what? How do you know? Tell me everything. And then I showed up. And as soon as I saw him, I just yelled across the bar, T1D. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, diabetes. And someone and else that in was... the bar was like, hey, you too. <laughs> <laughs> me three. That was the extent of most of our conversation of the night. But <laughs> it is just, it's so like nice to know other people with type 1. Because it is a really, like, unique disease that, like, I'm always thinking about. Mm -hmm. Like, we're sitting here, but in the back of my mind, I am constantly like, what is my blood sugar? What is my blood sugar? Do I need more insulin? Do I need to eat something? Did I take too much? Like, mm -hmm. it's my every thought. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so I have a question. You were diagnosed in college, yeah. correct? That is correct. You just said that. Yes. But <laughs> I feel like most, maybe not most, I, I associate it more with younger children. Yeah. Do you think that has changed your experience or? Yeah. I feel like my experience of diabetes is vastly different than most people I know with type one. Um, because my parents, like they never raised me with type one. So they really don't know much about diabetes at all. Um, they should listen to this podcast, which you've already I said know. you don't want them to listen to. <laughs> well, actually this past summer, um, my dad was diagnosed with type two. So my dad is like, oh, I get it now. And I'm like, well, false. It's still a different disease, but okay. You're, you're like closer, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, both, they don't really get it. Are they both, are they, are, is the only thing that ties them together that it's like a insulin regu yeah. regu 
a problem with regulating insulin. Yeah. Um, it's like, and that's like you both have pancreases that don't do great. Yeah. And you'll both get high blood sugar sometimes. Are there any two? I guess it's weird that it's like type one and type two when it could just call them different things <laughs> i know yeah that's a the diabetes community is all about that like all these parents especially who have like little kids with type one they're like we need a new name i don't want my kids associated with type two diabetes and like all the misinformation mm-hmm. like yeah the, the parents in the diabetes community are very passionate uh when i how young are people usually diagnosed or i i believe the average age is about like 11 but 50% of people diagnosed with type 1 are under the age of 18 and 50% are adults. We just, you don't hear about the adults as much. Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like this is the thing I've, I find fascinating is that like, it seems like if you get to a certain age, 18 maybe or something, or maybe it's in college or whatever, and you don't get glasses, then like. I guess when you get like much older, you might get like reading glasses or something like that. But it feels like there's some people out in the world that like because they never got a, a, like a eyeglasses like when they were in you know either elementary school or high school or something that they just like go the rest of their life with like uncorrected vision. <laughs> and wow. I'm sure there's, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, weird. That's, yeah. And I I feel like that's like a uh, I mean probably true about a lot of things, but it, it's probably true about like this diabetes thing, especially if it's most commonly caught in children like there's must be so many adults that just like don't bother really going to the doctor ever which i know is a mm. thing that it's true about a lot of adults is they just stop because you go to the doctor every year when you're a kid and then you just sort of stop or you're still supposed to go once a year but a lot of people don't yeah there are a ton of misdiagnoses with type 1 especially mm-hmm. um in adults like I mean, it took me six months of going to doctors for them yeah. to finally be like, oh, hey, your blood sugar's high. Um, what are some other things they might diagnose you with wrongly? Um, so what they told me, uh, first it was that I was severely depressed because I was sleeping so much. That was like the first real symptom I had was just a lot of sleep and being mm-hmm. tired all the time and like missing classes. So I was put on antidepressants. And then oh, while I was taking those... I, that was kind of when I started to throw up a lot and they were like, oh, you're just having a bad reaction to the antidepressants. So they put me on a bunch. I tried like five different antidepressants probably because mm-hmm. um, they were All kept thinking. for no like, reason. <laughs> I know. Well, they kept thinking like, yeah. oh, you're just having a bad reaction to that medication. Let's try another medication. And then eventually, oh yeah, I also had a really severe eating disorder in college. So I like did not have a period for a while. And the one doctor was like, you're pregnant, um, which was truly terrifying. <laughs> um, and then she was like, yeah, I can't tell you, you're going to have to go to CVS and get a pregnancy test. <laughs> so oh. I was like, I am at the doctor's office in the lab, but it's okay. I'll go to CVS and get my own pregnancy test and also terrify the last man I slept with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were having these problems um, being diagnosed. Is, are, those, are the symptoms of sleeping a lot, drinking a lot of water, peeing a lot? throwing up i don't know if i missed any there yeah those are the major are those all what would be found in a in a child too like yes yeah um, 11 year old or something yeah so they really missed the ball it's not that you were having like the adult version right because it's like how adults are react differently to um 
like getting shingles versus smallpox or um, chickenpox or whatever. Yeah. Like that's actually a slightly different disease, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like they really it's... missed the ball. <laughs> they really did. I, I a couple years ago, found my um my blood work that one of the doctors did. And in my blood work, they took my blood sugar and it, it was like in the 200s. It was fasting blood work and a good blood sugar is between 80 and 120. Um. And mine was in the 200s, and just no one said anything. Yeah. Shout out to that Ohio State University uh, <laughs> Wexner Medical Center. <laughs> I think generally those college, because uh, they're just like clinics, basically. They're not really, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I had a similar problem when I went, uh, went to Northeastern, and like the hospital area there like kept, I also, I was very sick uh, at one point in my freshman year, and they like kept not really knowing what was wrong with me. Turned out I had like this weird asthma bronchitis like I don't have asthma, but I had some sort of temporary asthma bronchitis yeah. thing and they it took them a long time to figure that out. <laughs> a lot of visits. <laughs> I don't have great faith in uh college um this little hospital places yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How like so so when you when you began having these symptoms, does that is that like Hmm. like how long does like it take to set how does type 1 diabetes like set in does it like just like overnight it like becomes a problem or is it like slowly over years or or months or something yeah i feel like that's something that we're currently doing studies to find out um i do think it slowly sets in over the course of years um i have heard because as i mentioned earlier there's some environmental factors that are involved And one of those is, like, a traumatic event Mm. or, like, especially, like, physical trauma. Mm -hmm. Like the (laughs) X-Men. The X-Men. That's when they develop their powers. (laughs) It's usually when they're, um, like, adolescents and a traumatic life event occurs. Yeah. That's actually me. That is literally me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was um, in the musical Chicago. Or, no, it was some cabaret where I was dancing the cell block tango. And I (laughs) fell off the stage. Mm. And, like... I broke my foot and my wrist, uh, and it was a really bad fall. I was in, like, bad shape after that. Um, that does sound like two bad things to break. Yeah. Breaking any was... one thing is not great. Because <laughs> then, like, you, when you have a broken wrist, it's really hard to crutch around a very yes. large college campus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had to take a little van everywhere. Um, but van. Oh, I know that van. <laughs> you were a van <laughs> The girl. handy van. <laughs> I was the van girl. Um, but yeah, I I suddenly started showing symptoms for type 1 in, like immediately after that. So, so I the, told my doctors and they were like, yeah, that fall might have caused you diabetes. That's, that's, that's The body is insane. That's what I got to say. It's rough and fucked yeah. up. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that like at all that we are able to like be living and breathing to me is like astounding. Like the fact that I made it 20 years without having something really terrible happen to me is like shocking, especially because I treated my body like actual garbage. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not rough. I sometimes, (laughs) I sometimes think about how our brains are like so advanced, but our bodies are truly just animal bodies and they're poorly designed in so many different ways. And yet we still keep using them. Yeah, why haven't we thrown this one away? Yeah. yeah. It's got a robot body. Uh, yeah, I had like an appendectomy and that's like a useless part of your body. You yeah. just have a 
there's a little pouch of poison in yeah. the end of your intestines. Wait, what and does the appendix do? Doesn't do anything. Well, actually, they're, they're research is out on this. They used to think it did nothing, and now they're thinking maybe it does have some it does have some use, but they're still not sure. And they basically, I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the. Uh, I don't know if it's considered an organ or just part of an organ, but it's one of the things they can just pull out and basically not change your life at all. I do not have an appendix. That's a thing about me. Wow. <laughs> um, Does that make you sad? I feel like that's well, a part of yourself. Uh, I'm just so much more skinnier now. Uh, <laughs> you no. lost so much weight. You look amazing. Uh, I The one thing about that annoys me is... Um, that I read afterwards that actually they aren't really removing as many appendixes as they used to, uh, because they've kind of decided that it can, it's, if it does, mine did not burst, I will say that. So I did not have the burst and all that awfulness. My mom had a burst appendix, uh, and she was like bedridden for like a, a while. <laughs> like, cause it's just like, it just like fills your body with poison and you're, you're, you have to like, uh, recover from that. Mine did not burst, which is good. But I heard that a lot of non-burst appendixes, they can just treat in the hospital and uh, you get to keep your appendix. Because it's basically just like an inflammation that can lead to a burst. But if they give you enough like anti-inflammatories or whatever, it can fix it. So I'm mostly mad that this hospital like was just like, tear it out like don't don't try to fix or whatever i also do not this is another hospital i don't like i was treated very poor when i had my appendicitis i was not treated very well in the emergency room i was this will be a topic someday on this podcast maybe i was like yanked around at different uh things and they were like put me in surgery and then they took me out of surgery like put me in the surgical area and we're like we're gonna give you surgery and then they or no they said i was gonna surgery then they didn't bring me to surgery. They brought me to a, a room where I was going to like spend the night. And then they were like, oh, we are going to give you surgery tonight instead. And then they brought me back to the surgery room. And then the person before me, I think there was an issue <laughs> with their surgery. And then they were like, never mind, you're getting surgery in the morning. So then I got sent back and I had to spend the night. I spent over 24 hours. I caught a non-burst appendix at like seven in the morning and... They made me stay overnight <laughs> because they they just mishandled me so much. I did not I did not have a good time. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I don't mind not having an appendix. It seems okay. Well, um, minimal scars. So, Sarah, we have to wrap up soon. Sadly, oh, <laughs> um, I can do this for four more hours. Um, do you have any? Let's just do four more hours. Then. <laughs> Let's just keep talking. Um, do you have any last things you want to add about type one diabetes? Oh, um, <laughs> you don't have so to. much. I feel like I'm, I'm like supposed to save the world right now with like talking about diabetes, but basically it's just, um, I'm, I can live a long and healthy and happy life. Um, but that it is a serious thing and it's very different from type two. So if you ever see me at a restaurant and you're like, why is Sarah eating bread? She has diabetes. <laughs> then you're wrong. Um, I can eat that bread. I can, and I will eat an entire sheet cake. That is a, a threat to <laughs> When's everyone. When's your birthday? April 16th. 
you're getting a gigantic yes. sheet cake. <laughs> and no one else is allowed no. to touch it. Yes, except you can have the cake and I'll have the icing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll just look at it. Yeah, Matt gets to sit across the room. Um, I'll bring my own slice of carrot cake and just enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, it's true. I've been out with uh, Sarah enough times where she just eats and drinks whatever she wants. Yes. <laughs> so. Trust me, she drinks uh, whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah. No regard for diabetes. <laughs> Um, oh, I had another question. Oh. Go ask it. Oh. Okay. Um, do you think it changed your relationships with like friends and family and yeah. boys? Oh, definitely. Especially with boys. Because um, it's such a vulnerable thing. Like when my blood sugar is really high or really low, I am extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like not a real person for an hour. Um, so I do need someone who is extremely caring about that. And I'm very um, blessed with my current boyfriend. Former TBD guest Jason Howard. Oh, I was wondering. I'll I'll name him. He didn't name me on his, but I'll name him because I care about him. (laughs) Drag him. He told me I could drag him for not talking about me because I'm an angel. Um, But yeah, he's really good at um, taking care of me and bringing me snacks if I'm dangerously low. And he just he he almost knows my blood sugar before I do. He's basically like a diabetes (laughs) alert dog. Oh, and can, can like it. yeah he can like smell when my <laughs> blood sugar is not quite right um well yeah um i mean does it uh, uh for him could are you are you or him aware that like your personality like will like fade in ways like when my blood sugar is messed up yeah like yeah i yeah. am aware that i fade but he is extremely aware mm-hmm. like he can like see when my eyes kind of glaze over oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. and he that's when he's immediately like are you okay you doing okay do you want to check your blood sugar which some people might find overbearing but i need attention mm-hmm. so <laughs> i need him to do that yeah. <laughs> um if like so in, with the cookie story from earlier mm-hmm. if you're you're feeling low that was the problem yeah, with my blood sugar. Yeah. Do you say feeling low? <laughs> I say my blood sugar is... I try to like impress upon people how dangerous it is mm-hmm. because I, I want them to not just be like, oh, she's just blowing me off because she wants a cookie. So I was like, I'm, my blood sugar is really dangerously low right now. I need to eat food. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're feeling that way, how long um, does that cookie take to turn you around? Um, it kind of depends on the food. That cookie, like it took me about 20 minutes to feel good again. Um, it's usually about 15 to 20 minutes for me. Like I got low on my way here and I stopped at a bodega to get a cliff bar. And while I was eating that cliff bar, it probably took about 20 minutes. Like I was still foggy, like maybe 10 to 15 minutes after I arrived here. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little bit. If I drink juice, it's usually like five to 10 minutes. Juice Mm -hmm. is a really good. It's right in there. (laughs) Yeah. Gets, gets straight to the point, but Okay, I have another question. Yeah. Is this related to like, maybe not related, but like if you're, are you, when your blood sugar is low or high, are you like hungry or it's just unrelated to if you're feeling? Ooh, I feel really hungry when I'm high. I don't know that that's a common experience, but I, because your body is basically starving. Mm-hmm. When your blood sugar is too high, you like can't get the food that needs to go into your cells. You can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I personally get really hungry and I feel like I am starving. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm low, I'm not always hungry, but I, it's the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had in my entire life. So I do want to fix it as soon as possible. All right. Um, I mean, yeah. Interesting. 
This is all very interesting. I don't know much about diabetes myself. I love <laughs> talking about it. I love talking about it. I will talk about it forever. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other questions I have. Are your parents more worried? <laughs> My mom would call me every single My day. My parents live in fear, okay. I think. Okay. Especially because they don't fully understand diabetes. So mm-hmm. they just are like, something bad. <laughs> That's something all they bad. really know. Yeah. So, yeah, they do live in fear. Especially, um, it was almost two years to the day that I passed out and like almost died um, overnight one time. And ever since then, they are like, we don't even want you living alone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, thankfully, I live with Jason. So if I like I, I definitely live with a lot less fear now. And I think my parents do, too. All right, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you have Jason to support you. Thank you. Me what too. a great guy. Too bad he didn't mention you last yeah, week. It's so sad that he uh, yeah, now we're broken up because he did not mention me on this podcast. I mean, honestly, I think it's a breakup of offense. <laughs> not mentioned on the pod. <laughs> not mentioned on the pod. Ugh, right. So irritating. <sighs> Okay, I do think we have to wrap okay, it up now. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, we have one correction to do. Well, I was going to ask, Sarah, did you have anything you want oh, to yes. plug? Any, like, um, I just started a, a UCB class, actually, that I'm really into. Um, we have shows on February 16th and 27th at UCB Hell's Kitchen in the afternoon. I don't know. Look at the Go to the UCB Hell's Kitchen website and look up the class shows for the day. <laughs> That's where you'll find me. Um, it's Zach Willis's hyper-realism class. Hyper-real. Hyper-real. I've taken a version of that class before it was yeah. in the academy. I'm super stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right right on. Stoked. Right on. <laughs> so stoked. Have you guys just stoked? Um, I don't know if I like this turn um, uh, to... Uh, to surfer people, um, I'll say it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this um, makes you uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I thought you loved the OC. <laughs> um, they were not surfers. In fact, the one surfer was one of the worst characters and ruined Barissa's life. Wow. Johnny. Down with Johnny. He was bad. <laughs> okay. Anyways, topic complete. Topic complete. <laughs> we got that correction we were going to read. Um, <laughs> so we have a one corrections. Um, also, just some comments. Um Hello, this is from Katie Abate. I'm very far behind, so I apologize for neglecting the shout-out Reef Fairfield. Yes, Emily is correct. Mostly I'm reading this because it says I'm correct. (laughs) I am from, and now once again currently live in, Fairfield County in Connecticut. Not to be confused with Emily's Ohio, Fairfield County. Um, Fairfield is a town within Fairfield County, so Emily was once again correct. And then she goes on to say that we talked about, we were talking about Fairfield County because Bigelow tea, which is tea we were drinking, is made there. And we discussed if we could go on a tour there. And she looked it up for us because we don't. We refuse to. Um, she says we can't do a tour of the factory, although their headquarters are in Charleston, South Carolina, and you can take a tour of the tea plantation there. <laughs> okay. That's fun. Um, tea plantation. Yeah. Let's do that someday. That'd be fun. Maybe you don't call it a plantation if you're in South Carolina, but. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, okay, we'll call it a farm. I mean, it's not us that's calling it <laughs> yeah <laughs> tea farm and then one quick thing she added that on that episode we talked about our earliest cassettes we had and she matt matt mentioned that his earliest was the macarena and katie says that hers was um that one of her first ones was macarena in 1995 also it might have been the spice girls and this is from the beastie boys episode yeah it's just gonna shout that out yeah. it's a me episode my topic. I talked with the Beastie Boys. 
Um, all right. Are we good? Yeah. Uh, well, Sarah, thank you for being thank here. Thank you so thank much. Thank you guys so much. This was really fun. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yes. Yay. Hope you had a good tea for I did. Your, every I two year it. tea. <laughs> uh, uh, until 2021. Yes. We'll have a new president. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I've been Matt Armando. <laughs> I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily. Thank you. Bye.